Hello, welcome to episode 27 of the High Five Down Low podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Dimitri Lucero. Hello, how's it going? Um, today, it's What's just up? us, no guests, no special guests, nothing special. Um, <laughs> nothing special about this one. <laughs> nothing special about this one, other than it's our 27th episode. And 27 is a good number. Yeah, like and um, Steve Atwater. Yeah, Steve Atwater. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so we were kind of like, I don't know, trying to come up with a topic, actually, since we didn't have a guest that we could kind of, you know, relate it to or yeah. anything. And so we were a little um, late for Father's Day. I was thinking, little, like, yeah, like we were father-son movies. You yeah, know. we thought about that, and then... Empire um, Strikes Back. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> uh, I, um, I started a new job a few months ago. Well, yeah, it's been about a month and a half or so, working at the Alamo Draft House. Um, Sloan's Lake location, just down the street from where we record this podcast. And um, so I've seen a lot of movies this past month and a That's half. A, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. it's been, it was, it's a cool, cool theater. So yeah, this. I had a chance to check it out. Yeah. Definitely go yeah, as we soon got as possible. Lots of good special programming and stuff. So this one was kind of inspired by a couple of uh, things. Um, first of all, we just opened the Tupac Shakur music biopic this week and um it's been a pretty big hit we've actually sold a lot of seats and um i went and saw it and it was pretty good i enjoyed it and so we were so kind of that inspired me to me and dimitri we were talking about other uh music biopics biopics biography movies um so that's our top five today we are doing excluding it had to be a real band or a real person yeah you couldn't couldn't use a fake band yeah the, the movie Almost Famous. Yeah, that's what I was seeing. You know, so yeah, so these we are doing the top five music biopic movies today. And then, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, Low Five okay. also so as well. So um, yeah, so Low Five was inspired by uh, yeah. a movie at the Alamo Draft House that Chris and I saw called The Driller Killer. The Driller Killer, yeah, nineteen seventy nine, uh, early slasher, slasher movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, like one of the first slasher movies about a New York artist who just, I guess, goes crazy and yeah. starts killing people with a power drill. Yeah, um, a cordless power drill. And too. in the movie, he gets neighbors, he gets a band that move in downstairs called the, and they're a band called the Roosters. Yeah. And you think they're like a cool punk band, but then yeah. they're not. And they're just not good. <laughs> the they're music's just <laughs> not good. It's like, <laughs> I was reading about it. They it's call really it as, terrible. Um, it's not new wave. It's no wave, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no, no way. No wave. Yeah. No way. No, um, but uh, it was pretty like, well, I mean, you can't, it was kind of a good plot point because was it? it drove him crazy and he killed them because they're. <laughs> he, didn't, did, he didn't kill those well, guys. Well, yeah. He, he killed one of them, though. Didn't he? No, because <laughs> you thought he was going to because the uh, lead singer well, ended were, up like sleeping with one of his girlfriends, uh, yeah. but he so never did. The, so it was kind of like. So they were, they were kind of. <laughs> They were just there in this they were movie. Just, yeah, they and it was funny because, like, the very first thing of this movie, it said, play this movie loud. You yeah, know? yeah. And I was like, all right, that's and cool. And the roosters come on. The roosters. Like, turn like, it down yeah, turn, now. Turn this shit off. You know? but, um, so that got us thinking about other really bad fake bands in movies yeah, that so, come around, come and gone. So for Lo Five, we're doing um, worst fictional bands from <laughs> movie and TV, so I guess. Yeah, so. Oh, TV. I didn't uh, I, I threw in TV because... Uh, that, that, I probably should have thought about that, too. Just because I was... I don't know. I, I yeah. was reaching. Yeah, me too. I should have thought about TV. Well, that's fine. Then then we won't have the same... Uh, yeah, <laughs> same right. for at least a couple no, of No, I'm just saying I should have thought of that, too. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I guess we could just get started, man. We're going to uh, do our top five music biopic movies, and um, I'll go first today. Cool. So my number five is 1987's La Bamba. That's a good thing because my number five is also 1987's La Bamba. Ah, well, hey. <laughs> Score. Score, right on. Yeah. Um, Let's just talk about it. Definitely one of those movies, like, I remember watching it as a kid. Like, And if it wasn't for the movie, I mean, I wouldn't have really known the story of Richie Valens, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for those um, born, like, post 1995, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so, like, it was a nice little uh, music history lesson. And yeah. I remember me and my sister had the soundtrack on cassette, the Los Lobos. Oh, yeah. And it was awesome, man. And that was that, like that. Their Lobos version of La Bamba was all over the radio. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, it was it was great. And Some say the preferred version yeah, of La Bamba. Maybe. Maybe. This generation's maybe yeah. for sure. But, yeah, and it, I mean, it was just great. It was a great movie. It was the, you know, story of Richie Valens and mm-hmm. then his, the eventual 
Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Day the music died. Yeah. So and then yeah, I found out about that later too because my mom, mom's like, oh, there's a song about that. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, American Pie. It, it's funny because it, we were the same age when we saw it, and my experience was um, a little bit different growing up. You know, my my family is Mexican, mm-hmm. so my family and extended family they were so excited about this movie when it came out because nothing like this had ever come out before yeah we never had a movie no. that was singularly about you know a rising mexican pop star or movie star or whatever hero. and it was like yeah. hero yeah hero yeah yeah pop culture hero yeah and so um i remember that it was like an event when the movie came out and we went to the tivoli to see it on opening night nice. and it was like i think we even got like dressed up and stuff i mean it was a big deal it was yeah. a huge deal i mean and it was the you know they're it, they're depicting you know Mexican American culture mm-hmm. yeah like front and center they're the main characters you know yeah, like they're the main um, characters even though Lou Diamond Phillips isn't really Mexican yeah whatever well, he, we won't talk about that he, he made it work he's Filipino <laughs> he made it work I guess but <laughs> I um, half Irish yeah so it's true. I, mean, <laughs> I mean but no it was yeah yeah but I know they they did do a good job of depicting uh, life in the I guess you know in California growing yeah. up. At that, at that time, you know, mm-hmm. being Mexican and, you know, race and um, struggle and all that stuff, you know. But yeah. yeah. And it was great. It was a great story, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just like, I was thinking about a lot of these movies, though. Like, um, God, all of the movies were uh, like, an artist dies young. They yeah. made a movie about it. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's drama, right? Because it's like, like, it's tragedy. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, 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 it's. And good. I had someone, it was funny because I had someone asking me about the, the Tupac movie, they're like, is it any good? I'm like, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, the ending sucked, you know? <laughs> you, you already know the ending, you know? Well, like, <laughs> I, that's what I was wondering. I wondered if they kind of, like, did they maybe hint at the fact? Because, you know, there's all those rumors that he might still be alive. Oh, did they no. do any kind of hint? No, to no like, hinting no, at all. No, no, no. My mom was in Vegas the night that he died. Yeah. And she was at the MGM when they were when they were walking out into a big, in a big fight. And oh, she was wow. like, what's going on? And they're like, Crazy. that was Tupac. Little yeah, side, little side note. Yeah, side note. So yeah, I mean that's all shown there and stuff. But yeah, it was funny. And then um, they, um, you know, did a screening of Selena over there too. And uh, another one that's another tragic. one. Same, yeah. same, same deal. You know, yeah. very similar. Kind of be an ultimate, an awesome little double feature with La Bamba. You know, that I mean, would like, be yeah. The, that was cause, yeah. We didn't see anything like like La Bamba until the movie Selena came out. I think where we had like you know a, a prominent Mexican. Yeah. You know, I mean, La Bamba uh, came first, pop then music Selena, star, and then. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, but same tragic ending too yeah. as well. Yeah, so. I think that's those unfortunately work better as a movie because I mean you can see the Elton John yeah. biopic, but the ending's just going to be like what he <laughs> yeah. writes "Candle in the Wind" or something, and that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, exactly. And he went on to do other things. Yeah, so I mean the end. It's you already know the ending, but I I feel like it's the journey. You know, yeah. that's what makes these compelling. Those you know? those kind of movies, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so right on. Yeah, number five, La Bamba, Luis Valdez, director. Yeah. Like, didn't do a whole lot. Mexican American director, which is kind of sh- sucky, man. Kind of strange sure. too, yeah. Because he didn't he do Zoot Zoot? Yeah. And, and then there was like a couple other like things in the '90s, but it's yeah. nothing since. And then. it was such so a it was a pretty big hit too. So it was kind of surprising that he couldn't follow it up. Yeah, I mean, I don't or know. Or it was just like the Hollywood back yeah, then. It was Hollywood. Yeah, like oh, you just there's no more Mexican American pop stars. So sorry, there's nothing for you. Yeah, yeah. Like what what's the story behind that? Like I'm kind of curious about that. That's kind of shitty because it's a good movie, and you know, I mean, it's. I felt like it was one of those movies growing up that was just kind of like a, a staple. You Sad, know? but yeah, yeah. staple yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was a staple, especially in my house. Yeah, um, my number four is 2015, straight out of Compton, directed by F. Gary Gray. Um, That's gonna show up on my list at some point. Too. I uh, definitely enjoyed it, man. Um, yeah, it was cool that like the f- you know Ice Cube and Dre and the founding members of N.W.A. were like. Produced Heavil- it heavily, heavily behind it and yeah, stuff. So involved. I mean, I feel like his son Easy E's dead. So spoiler alert, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> another spoiler. But it alert. said like his wife, you know, she or you know his you know widow, right? Um, contributed to the story as well. So you got. I I feel like it's a pretty accurate depiction of what happened. You know. Yeah. As far as their, yeah, I agree. Their rise to. Um, not only, not only like what happened to them, but like the culture around them, you yeah. know, the them growing up and what was happening as far as like race relations in LA and yeah. around across the country and things like that when their music finally came out and how they were, you know, misjudged and, you know, accused yeah. of all these, you know, things and 
and the casting was just awesome too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Ice Cube's son playing yeah. Ice Cube was yeah. just like you couldn't <laughs> have asked for a better uh, setup for He's that. Like, oh, you my know? son's about the right age. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and oh man, I forget the actor's name who plays Dr. Dre, but he was like on, he was good too. He was great uh, too. Easy E, he was awesome. Corey yeah. Hawkins is the guy yeah, from yeah. Dr. Dre from uh, Walking Dead as Walking well. Walking Dead, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was awesome too. And that that was the thing about the All Eyes on Me movie, man. The guy who played Tupac was like, looks exactly like him. Like yeah. they cloned him or something. And he was great. He was a great actor too. Actually, he played the role awesome. But like the other, pe- like I wish they would have used the same guy to play Dre in, in this one, you know. <laughs> and the guy that played Snoop, man, oh my gosh, he didn't really look like Snoop that much. But he had the Snoop voice, like it was just like perfect, <laughs> so perfect that I'm convinced that they dubbed Snoop's real voice <laughs> over for this dude. <laughs> or else he just got the job because he could because do Because he sounded uh, just like Snoop. Im- like, Im- you don't really look like him, Snoop. but, man, yeah. you do yeah. an awesome impression of him. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think casting on all these movies is, like, key to um, – making it work really you know, right it's like, it's you got to find that just it's it's like it's it's got to be a perfect mixture of you know good actor mm-hmm. resemblance you know sound because obviously you know well you could dub in the, the the music but a lot of these i think modern um biopics are using the actors to also sing yeah um which we'll or at least partially we'll talk about later in some of my yeah. my other movies on my list but yeah, I think it's you just got to find that right mixture. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it's kind of ruined. This might be one of those ones where we have a lot of the same ones. I but, think it uh, will be. <laughs> let's go for number four for you. My man. number four uh, is a movie from 1986. It is Sid and Nancy. Oh, nice. I don't have that on mine. Um, so. Cool. So basically, it's just, you know, the, I guess you could call it the rise and fall of Sid Vicious and his uh, girlfriend, Nancy Sponge. Was that her last name? Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, like the movie mostly, <laughs> obviously, is about them. It's named after them, and of course, the Sex Pistols, and when they came over to America, and, and is this uh, the one where Courtney Love plays? Yeah, Nancy? she's yeah. no, she's not Nancy. She's like Nancy's friend. Oh, okay. Um, all right, all right. Nancy was played by uh, an actress uh, named Chloe Webb, who I don't think really did much after uh, afterwards. She did a fantastic job in the movie, though. I've actually never seen it, so. It's good. It's it's pretty raw. Kind of reminded me of Driller Killer, that kind of like raw New York. You know, early '80s kind of you yeah. know, uh, grungy. I actually you know, think, society. Well, I, guess I think call actually it. back when I had cable, they did. I did see bits and pieces of it. Like uh, VH1 would like do like the movies that rock or something mm, or mm-hmm. something like in they on probably a Sunday afternoon. They probably couldn't air it. You yeah, know. but it was all cut up. And yeah, it had to be because yeah, it's like you know, so it's like constant drug use and nudity. And yeah, that's where like I that. remember seeing bits and pieces, but you know. I've never seen the whole thing. And it doesn't flinch from you know showing how basically awful Sid Vicious was, you know, as a person, you know, abusing, you know, Nancy. And yes, he was in love with her, but he was extremely, extremely troubled, you know, with drug use and everything like that. And, you know, whether or not it doesn't really, it kind of like hints at like, well, maybe he killed her. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Um, It's kind of that classic though. It's like that. um, Leaves it up to your interpretation. Yeah. But it's kind of like that classic archetype of just like, you know, Love so passionate it'll kill you. Right, yeah. It's definitely like that kind of like, you know, what is that, um, star-crossed lovers kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It it definitely has that. And it it has a really um, kind of like awesome, spoiler alert, dream-like, dream sequence ending with uh, Sid Vicious singing uh, My Way. What's that song? The Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I did did it my way or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a good – and, again, the casting was Gary Oldman as Sid Vicious is, you know, I think one of the best – like performances of an actor playing a musician, I think. Yeah. One of the best ever. That's something I um, need to track down. And I sure. like the guys who play, like, I like the guy who plays uh, Johnny Rotten, too. He was pretty good. Nice. So, yeah, that's my number four. All right, number four. All right, my number three is 2010's The Runaways, which is the... Uh, uh, nice. That's, the, that's the, the, one I never the, saw. The biopic um, <laughs> about the, uh, you know, the... Runaways. 70s rock... <laughs> all-female rock band, The Runaways. And, um, I mean, say what you want about Kristen Stewart. She did a pretty good job playing Joan Jett. And mm-hmm. um, it was kind of crazy to see, like, Dakota Fanning play um, Cherry Curry, who was, like, the kind of the others, the main – she was the singer, actually. Yeah, you know, she was the main, lead yeah, singer or lead whatever. Singer. And, like, and you had uh, Scout Taylor Compton. Scout Taylor straight out of Compton. From, oh, uh, really? She's done a bunch of horror movies and stuff. She played Lita yeah. Ford. Um, she was in the Halloween remakes, of Rob Zombie ones. Oh, whatever. that's right. So she played Lita Ford and – um. Interesting. It was good. It was yeah, just I like watch it was stuff. one of those ones that was pretty uh, gritty. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it w- didn't like skate around uh, 
some of the shit that they had to deal with, you know, and like creepers, creeps that were, you know, involved in trying to manage them and whatever, you know, like, so yeah, it was, you know, and it's kind of like a, there's kind of like a a love story sort of involving um, Sherry Curry and uh, Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like. Like they might have had. An, it's implied kind of thing. Yeah, type like of thing. They might have had an affair. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, but it's kind of like at the same time, it's like a, like an innocent like friend like love thing. Like you went through all this, you rose to fame together, and then you know it. It was fell, almost like, like a marriage. <laughs> yeah, it all fell apart. It's so yeah. young, and like how you know, like obviously Joan Jett went on to a yeah, career pretty, after pretty that. Big and, career. Uh, Cherry Curry just kind of, I guess. Not really, you know, kind of Did just she die? No, I think she's still alive, but she, she just kind of faded off. Faded into away. Obscurity. Obscurity, really, you know. So, huh. and like Lita Ford became like a heavy metal rocker chick. So, <laughs> big like 80s metal career. star. Yeah, 80s metal star. So, it, I mean, it's cool to see the beginning of all them. And yeah. it's really well made film. And I forget who directed it. Um, I'm the worst. Somebody's. It's a woman, though. Um, let me look her up real quick. But yeah. yeah, she did a lot of like music videos and stuff like that. So she was already involved in like. Oh, cool. In like, you know. Um, let me look it up. I'm the worst. Wasn't the one who did uh, the rise and fall of civilization or whatever? Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, Floria no, Sigismondi. <laughs> so yeah, she's an Italian Canadian, Italian Canadian photographer director and. Um, best known for writing and directing the runaway so she wrote it too and then you know oh, she's nice. done a ton of music videos and stuff so that so. makes sense so yeah like it's probably something she's i think that should happen more about. often actually like um music video directors do music music biopics, music biopics you know yeah. like why not you know like yeah i think like i'd like to see like um uh, who's the guy that did uh that movie that movie birth and he did the movie with scarlett johansson under the skin oh um mark whatever yeah, I can't think of people's names today either. But <laughs> I'd love to see about. him do a movie about a band. And I thought, like, there, there was one that came out called Control that was about New Order, which isn't on my list because I never saw it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wonder that. if that was done by a music director, too. That might have been done by one. Anyway, anyway. So that was your number four? That was my number, while we're number three, up. actually. Number three. Wow, we're moving on. Yeah, we're moving so fast today. My, no guests. We yeah, move, right? move fast. No bullshitting. All right, my number three is 2005's Walk the Line. Um... I think I could – I'm. This, this could have been higher on my list. Actually, my whole list is not – I'm not really – I'm just adding numbers to it. But really, this whole list, depending on my mood, could switch at any time. So, you know, number three doesn't really mean anything. But I just – you know, I really enjoy this movie. And I could literally – Walk the Line is one of those movies where it's like – it's on cable a lot. But no matter where it is in the movie, if I, if I turn on TV and it's on, I'll watch it from that point. And just watch the whole thing from that point on. It could be the middle, it could be beginning, towards the end. And, um, yeah, I love it. I love that movie so much. It's great. Yeah, I really – About Johnny Cash, I, Yeah, I really thought about putting that on my list too because it is another one that's like – the early. I mean the – And it's kind of it's, – it's kind of The early 2000s were on point with the mi- with the, mo- with, with the, with the biopic bio right, movies, right? man. People sure. winning awards, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll probably hear about a few more and before I we're done. And I think, like, um, didn't he – didn't he sing for real? He sang for and real, yeah. Kate, they, or, um, uh, <laughs> shit. Jonathan Glazer, by the way. Jonathan Glazer, nice, nice. Um, yes. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, Jeez. who played June Carter Cash. Yeah, she sang too. She sang too, yeah. yeah. That, they mean, both sang, yeah. It was real hard to leave off my list, but it's definitely on my honorable mentions too, so. Yeah, and I think it's, it, obviously, we it, it sort of diverges from what we've been talking about where it's not a movie where they were tra- where either one will tragically die. They actually ended up saving each other. Well, yeah. more June saved Johnny than, yeah. than that, than that. But it, that's what happened. Yeah. Instead and of him dying tragically, she, she fought for him and well made him fight for his life too. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, love conquers all kind of yeah. thing, you know, and ended up dying just of like old age within months of each and, other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was so. like once she went, he was like, Oh no, I'm out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great so, yeah, and also I mean, a great love story. But yeah, yeah, and like lots of the old ups ups and downs, and you know, sh- being honest about uh, struggling with drug and alcohol yeah, abuse and stuff like time. that. You know, big not time. just like and tragedy, and you got a lot of that movie, uh, father son dynamics and things. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a good segue for my number two. We're talking about mid two thousands, two thousand and four. We're talking about keeping it. Uh, 
you know, kind of grimy and not wiping anything, or, you know, <laughs> not not you know making glamorizing the the real life of a musician. I'm going walk with, hard. Uh, no, Ray actually, <laughs> 2004's uh, Ray, directed by uh, Tyler Hackford, and this one was um. I mean, Jamie Foxx won the Oscar for it, and um, that was kind of did like, some of the singing as well. He didn't do, didn't do like all the singing. For no, that? some of it. The, some the, of it. Whenever it was like an acapella type of thing or whatever in the oh, movie. Oh, okay, yeah. He did sing. He sounded but then, just like him. Yeah, yeah. But, but but when it was like the full on like recording, they would just, oh, they would he, just, he just switch over, it over and stuff. Just, but okay. yeah, so like any scenes, I guess, where he's like acapella or like like rehearsing or practicing he's really singing but yeah. then like the big musical numbers it was really Ray Charles and well it's kind of cool about that was that like they made it before I mean Ray Charles passed away shortly after they finished it apparently uh-huh. so he right. he actually like approved the script and everything oh, nice. and was like yeah this all really happened and I think that was really cool and like brave of him to just like be yeah. honest like yeah I did heroin and you right. know was I was totally a womanizer and, and yeah. you know um, cheated on my wife and yeah so I mean I think that was cool I mean it wasn't cool that he did that I guess but I mean it was cool that it was an honest depiction mm-hmm. of um, just a human man a yeah. human being a, mu- a musician um, and yeah because they totally could have gone saccharine with all that and just been like yeah he exactly was and I remember actually um, yeah I worked for I I was I was living down in Texas when that came out, and I was I worked for this lady, and she was just like, I hated that movie. It was just so. Why do they have to show the drug use and all this? I'm like, well, because <laughs> it was it was a part of his life. Yeah, like it was a what major do you want to watch? Like the Disney version, exactly. Or something, yeah, you know? yeah. Like so, but I appreciated it, and um, definitely like one of Jamie Foxx's like defining roles for sure. You know, I mean, when you oh you, totally, you, he'll go down. I mean, you know, he'll he yeah, he basically just became. Ray Charles, and it was no surprise when he won the Oscar. It was no, literally no all. surprise. He like swept every award. I guess yeah. that year it was like one of the clean sweeps. Mm-hmm. You know, Golden Globe, everything. Yeah, you know, yeah all screen actors, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, no, he was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. So that was my number two man. That Ray. was. It's all my honorable mentions, and I think I feel like with with my top five and my honorable mentions, like it could you could interchange any of those movies. Like I said, just depends on the time yeah. of day or whatever. I feel I feel the same way. All right, so that was number yeah, three. Yeah, we're uh, number two. All right, right number, number two. two. My, well, my number two is going to go pretty quick because uh, it's also 19, uh, sorry, 2015's Straight Outta Compton. All right. <laughs> it took place so in So you really liked it, huh? I did. I did really like it. I liked it a lot. What I thought was pretty cool, F. Gary Gray, you know, who was like yeah. famous for doing like the Friday movies. With right, the Friday movies and also music videos. Yeah, so he was able to do a drama, really, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, like. Uh, a biopic drama not it wasn't you know there were some comedic moments in it and there was like you know but it worked because the he, origin he, he of by Felicia <laughs> I don't know how accurate that, I guess that's I mean, it could be yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny that they threw that in that was <laughs> a little callback yeah yeah uh, um, no I just I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie and I, I kicked myself for not seeing it in the theater when I had it when I should have um, so uh, you know, I saw it when it was finally out on HBO. Or yeah, I got the Blu-ray actually from the library here. <laughs> nice. Um, and then I remember watching it. Same thing; it's been on HBO yeah, a bunch. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those that's it's on HBO. I'll just watch it too. Yeah, for sure. It's really good. All cool. Right. So boom, let's boom, go to boom, number boom, one. Number one. Yeah. So VH1 did a lot of these, you know, made for VH1 <laughs> things. So it's going back to the VH1. My number one is Hysteria, the Def Leppard story. Just kidding. Whoa. Just totally kidding. <laughs> the made-for-TV movie? Yeah, Hysteria. the made-for-TV movie of the Def Leppard story, Hysteria. Um, I think no. that's Carrie Brun's number one. No, I don't think she liked it, actually. Really? My sister thought that. that. No, for real. Inaccurate my, depiction. My, uh, my, the casting just wasn't right, man. <laughs> uh, my number one for real is he lost his left arm not his right arm yeah this is bullshit yeah why <laughs> this podcast is quickly going off kilter but anyways my number one is Bring 1991's the doors by oliver stone really yeah um it's one of those now movies like uh i dude i just remember watching it when it came out in the 90s like when yeah. you first kind of like discovering other uh, old music what, that's what year, what year legit. Ninety one, man. Ninety one. So we were what? I don't know. I just, 13, I just remember watching 12? it on. I just remember watching it on VHS. You know, like, and cable. Never. You know, I never saw it in the theater or whatever. But I just think like Oliver Stone was kind of on. Like that was his peak, kind of in oh, the nineties. Yeah. Early nineties you know? was definitely like, Oliver Stone. Well, if you don't count Platoon, then yes. Yeah. Well, like eighties to nineties, like that whole little. Yeah, right late there. 80s, early 90s was definitely his peak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, he was 
Just Val Kilmer just nailed that role so he did so well. He I mean he did he, yeah yeah like it's a good movie. To it's me, it's not my favorite though. To me, he is Jim Morrison though. You know, because like that's yeah. it's one of those things when you I, I saw that movie. Too. More than I saw, like, actual footage of Jim Morrison, <laughs> you know? So then when you so, see Jim Morrison, so you're you like, wait, Morrison. that's – okay, the, oh, that's the real Jim Morrison, you, see, and, you know? I, and my mom would always say, like, yeah, Jim Morrison, the real Jim Morrison was way prettier than Val Kilmer. She's like, Val Kilmer did a great job, but Jim Morrison was much well, prettier. they both ended up bloated, so – I guess so, It yeah. just went a little slower for Val Kilmer. Yeah, but, um, it took a little longer to get there. I don't know. To I me, that's, that's kind of like – that's what I was thinking about. Like, that's what's like, makes – to me, what makes a good – um, like a good biopic is th- when the actor does such a good job at playing that person that you believe they're that person. So like yeah. at the end, like it, like it, even at the, like the end of the Tupac movie, they show the real Tupac and you're like, oh shit, wait, I wasn't watching the whole Tupac, <laughs> you know, like, or, you know, or like an hologram. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or they show like when they show the real person, you're like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. oh, I was so but captivated that this I mean, wasn't Ray Charles, you know? Yeah, I mean, so but that's at the same time, like, for me, Tupac, pers- though, for me personally, that's we, what. We grew up with Tupac. We didn't grow up with Jim Morrison, though. So it's yeah. like Val Kilmer is our Jim Morrison. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. So that's why he's, um, that's why that's my number one, and, and did, it may be right or He did a good wrong. job. It he did a good biased. job. And, and I love, uh, I, I love uh, you know, Oliver Stone's movies. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I never liked The Doors this, as a movie. All right. I just, it just, they're just. I just had problems with it. I felt like Oliver Stone kind of got in the way of his own story. I mean, yeah, there's a little, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, there's some ridiculousness. Um, kind of goes off the rails at some points about you know like how far like it, what was what was what was in Jim Morrison's psyche at the time. It's like, well, really? I mean, he was just high, like super high on drugs. Like, there's yeah. there's no like there's nothing deep there. He was just whacked out, you know, on ever on you know whatever he was <laughs> using, which was everything. I don't know, and so I had I, have, I just have little nitpicky little problems with it. Sure, I mean I watch. So here's the thing. Oh, uh, I'm not saying it's not flawed. When it when it first came out, uh, my mom actually took me to see that at oh, the wow. Continental Theater. Oh wow! And I, I think we I think we were twelve or thirteen. Oh, God, nine, ten, yeah, like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And uh, I remember the the theater usher was like, "Man, this is rated R," and she's like, "Yeah," and she she's like, "He's like, no, it's rated R." And she's like, yeah, I know. Like, let us in, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then people, like, around us were, like, giving my mom kind of the stink eye and, like, I can't believe you brought your son to see this movie. And there was Which a lot in of – in hindsight, it wasn't really that. Well, yeah. I mean, there was there was a couple of parts, but it wasn't yeah. totally – it wasn't all that bad. Yeah. Right. But right on. I, I was, I, I'm, I'm surprised. But that's Rock cool. and roll. Yeah. Well, that's my number rock one. Rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> the Doors by Oliver Stone, 1991. Cool. All right, my number one is a also early '90s movie um, that I've just always loved. It's called Backbeat, and it's about the Beatles during their time in Hum- Hamburg, Hamburg, Germany. And um, the movie is really more about uh, the the, un- the un- kind of the unknown Beatle, Stuart Sutcliffe, and um, his his girlfriend. Um, oh God, I just forgot her name. Uh, sorry. Um. <laughs> uh. Jeez, what was her name? What was her name? We're just terrible today. Yeah. With names. Notes are slacking today. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's it's uh f- oh god. She anyway, she was the one who basically like gave the Beatles their their look when they got to Hamburg. She cut their hair and did their, you know, styled them and put them in like the black suits and gave them their mop tops and everything and really gave them their look and she was a photographer. Ingrid uh Astrid, Astrid, that was her name. Okay. Cool. Um, anyway, uh, and it's, and it covers, you know, it covers, it just covers that time. And it's sort of like, you kind of have like this, uh, this love triangle with John Lennon and Stuart Sutcliffe and Astrid and, you know, Stuart Sutcliffe and John Lennon were really close friends and he wanted Stuart in the band because he had that look, he had that kind of rock and roll look, uh, to him, even though he wasn't a great musician or even a great singer, but he's like, this guy's the look, and he'll help us, you know, in you know helping the band go forward. And you know, spoiler alert: Stewart stays in Hamburg in, ha- in Germany with Astrid, and he dies of a brain hemorrhage. And I don't think John Lennon ever really got over that. That always kind of like resonated with him for the rest of his life. And because of that, like he always had Astrid. And I think her brother Klaus Vormann was that her brother? I think it was her brother. 
Yeah. Or, 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 or no, no, Klaus was actually Astrid's uh, either her ex-husband or her ex-boyfriend who Stuart kind of stole her away from. But they all remained really good friends. Yeah, didn't he do the revolver he cover? He did the revolver cover. And I think he also did the um, – he did a couple he, – he played bass with uh, John Lennon on a couple of uh, songs, the Plastic Ono Band and stuff. So they always like – you know, he kept them close to him because Stuart was such a big part of his life and, mm-hmm. you know, died tragically young. So anyway, it was just like an interesting, you know, for me like – I don't know, like a 90s movie. I always look back on when I think of 90s movies, like Backbeat. It's like one of those. It was like an early Miramax movie, you know. Yeah. So, like, going to, like, the Mayan or something and seeing that, like, a couple of times, yeah. you know, like, multiple screenings. So Yeah, it was one of those, like, um, it's kind of funny. They haven't, like, no one's – they have – I guess they have attempted the Beatles – it's hard. It's just, it just hasn't ever really been nailed, I guess. Right. It's like, who do you cast? Well, I think also the music, too. It's like yeah. it's hard to get rights to the oh, music. Yeah. So Probably. if you can't have, you can't use the music, then it's kind of pointless. And I think that's why the reasons why they could make this movie was because a lot of the music they were doing in, in Germany when they were there was just like, you know, rock and roll, old rock and roll yeah, songs. standards. Or standards, yeah, yeah, basically. Covers, just, and, covers yeah. and stuff, yeah. And this so was before, you know, Love Me Do. Yeah. So. Because it was after they got it from Hamburg that they. Yeah, that's. Hit a, I mean, that's dig. an interesting angle to do too. You know, like right? An interesting. Yeah. The origin. The yeah, origin story. It, it is. It's <laughs> you're right. It is literally the origin story of the Beatles. Yeah. Their look and everything. Their music. I remember seeing it like way back when too, and it's been a long time since. So. The casting was pretty on point too. The guy who played John Lennon, um, he's still he's still around. He does bits part bit parts here and there. Yeah. Not he, to be a commercial for VH1, but I feel like that was always on there too. Probably. Like movies that rock yeah, or whatever I they think called it, was. it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Backbeat. All right, backbeat number 1. So Good luck we're going all the way back of, to the 90s print. for our number ones. Really out of print, huh? I think so. Mm-hmm. I was looking trying to look it up on Amazon. And Dang. It's hard. You have to order it from someone else. Get Used. on that. All right, so this is going to bring us to our low five, and I'm, I was, like, so <laughs> so I was so enamored with the Driller Killer <laughs> soundtrack that my number five. Oh, do you want to do any honorable mentions for oh, top yeah, five? Oh, yeah, 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 honorable mentions, yeah. All right, uh, uh, let, me, let me name mine real quick. Uh, all, Ray, of course. Yeah. Uh, La Vie en Rose, uh, the movie about Edith, Edith Piaf, the French singer. Uh, superstar, the Karen Carpenter story. Um, if you've never seen this, um, this movie came out like in the late 80s. And what this guy did, so he did the movie about Karen Carpenter, and he used all Barbie dolls Whoa. for this movie. So Weird. if you ever get a chance to check it out, it's really well done. Um, wow. He got permission to use the music and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, so instead of actors, he uses Barbie dolls with you know with voiceover and things like that. But it's, but it, it's crazy. So showing... Karen Carpenter, and as she slowly, you know, succumbs to, you know, her, her eating disorder, he, you can see that he's, he whittles away the, the Barbie doll. Whoa. And it's just, it's such a, it's a really good movie. So I, I think cool. you can try and find it on YouTube or yeah, everything may, on maybe YouTube. on Amazon, but YouTube's probably the best way to go for it. And, uh, yeah, it's a re- really interesting, and the way that he, he does it is, is really well done, too. It's, it doesn't look like somebody's just playing with dolls. He's just, he did a really fantastic job. So, yeah, check that out. And... Uh, what's love got to do with it? Oh yeah, yeah. Eat the I always like that movie. Even though eat the cake, eat the cake. <laughs> Anime. Anime. That movie's like a horror movie. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, Angela Bassett's awesome. That was definitely an honorable mention for me as well. Um, Walk the Line, which you had mentioned. All Eyes on Me, we had mentioned. Eight Mile, even it's kind of not necessarily a biopic, but it pretty much kinda is. You is. know, yeah, it's um, pretty much Selena, and then. Selena, yeah. I'm not there. The Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. The I never one saw that. They that. Did. Um, I saw pieces of it. You know, it was the interesting one where they had like six different actors playing yeah. Bob Dylan, different takes on it, or whatever. Different time periods. The, the reason I like include that because I think it's interesting that like they attempted something like that. And th- I just like the abstract attempt that they did with that. You know, it's kind of basically like sh- yeah. six little short films and stuff. Right. And, um, you know, once like. He's still alive. He's still making music. Yeah. So it's like cool that they attempted that and did it in an abstract way. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like, we know the ending, he dies or something crazy. You know? right. So it was just like kind of like an, an interesting abstract tribute, I guess. Um, I mean, I I, I appreciated it, it. So that's why it's on. A, it's I didn't love it. So that's why it's not on my list. But I, it's an honorable mention because I, I appreciate the effort cool. and that they went to as far as that goes so my number five worst band from 
fictional <laughs> movie TV. It's Tony Tony Coca Cola and the Roosters from the Driller Killer. I'm just gonna <laughs> nice. put that put put that in at number five. Put it out there. Put yeah. it out there. Yeah. Those so, guys were terrible. Tony Tony. Co- First of all, if you call yourself Tony Coca Cola, that's not very punk rock because you're like an advertisement. For yeah. Coca Cola. Like, come on, dude. You're like you're trying to like be punk because yeah. you're like, well, I'm I'm against the establishment. I'm so I'm gonna call myself a product, you know, a main you know, mainline yeah. mainstream product. And then at one point like he gets backup singers, but they don't sing. <laughs> and he's yeah. like auditioning them and he's yeah. like playing the guitar like he's like he's playing the whole opening guitar lick. <laughs> yeah. And they never sing. And, and you're like totally you're waiting like for them zone. and you're waiting for them. <laughs> yeah. And then his girlfriend gets mad at him in a later scene. She's like, They were terrible. And you're like you're like, What we never heard him sing. What do you mean? You know? Yeah. I know somebody was like, Well, how was Driller Killer? I was like, you know what? It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but I'm glad I saw it. <laughs> Yeah, in the theater. Yeah, yeah, it was a special experience. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I, I, so that's my number yeah, five: Tony Coca-Cola and the Roosters. Tony Coca-Cola. All right, mine is. Um, let's see, my number five is Autobahn from The Big Lebowski. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's you hilarious. never actually heard the music, but you understood that they probably sucked. That they were like a craft work. That they were like or a something. craft, yeah, craft work ripoff. Um, the nihilists. Nice. Enough, enough said. Great. Yeah, you sad. saw their you saw their uh, their uh, album cover nail bi- nail bi- beater, yeah, nail biter, <laughs> yeah. nail beater, yeah, and and with in amongst the dipshit with a nine total record woman. collection <laughs> right next to uh, whipped cream and other delights. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Autobahn, Herb Alpert, yeah, Tijuana Brass. <laughs> uh, so my number four, Carl, is Carl Hungus. My number four is. It's kind of generic, but it's the Misfits from the Gem and the Holograms show <laughs> TV show. <laughs> And it's not the fact the movie that, too. like, they're kind of cool because they had, like, green hair and they had, like, the crazy, like, kind of more, like, evil makeup or whatever. But, right, but they... But the <laughs> fact that they just, like, called them the Misfits since the, like, punk band punk Misfits band, already this was just kind of generic to me. And I'm honestly surprised Glenn Danzig didn't sue him or maybe <laughs> he tried, probably has, dude. He probably has. He probably tried, yeah. Apparently he's, like, big on, like, lawsuits and stuff. Yeah, he's going to so. sue the, he's gonna sue us for making fun of yeah, him. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so... So my number uh, <laughs> number four, the misfits. He didn't want to draw Gem attention because he was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" You know, like they'll yeah. think I stole it from them. Or yeah, something. exactly. Even though he stole his logo from yeah Saga of Kristar and right, the right. font is like famous. He stole a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so screw you, so, Glenn yeah, Danzig. Danzig. Steal this podcast, Glenn yeah. Danzig. So mine is a little bit more, a little obscure, and you're gonna, have, and I'm, I'm gonna have to help you out with all the better, all the more better. So uh, this is from the movie Bachelor Party. <laughs> All right, and I it's love not, Party. and it's not the so in the movie Bachelor Party they get a band for their for Tom Hanks's Bachelor Party, mm-hmm. and it's a cool like doo-woppy eighties girl group. So not that band because they because they did that song Why Do Good Girls Like Bad Boys. They're <laughs> actually okay. It's what plays what comes on after them. So his best friend is a photographer. Well, one of his best friends yeah, is a photographer, yeah. a young actor. His name was Ahmed uh, Zmed, Adrian Zmed. <laughs> And in the next scene, just out of the blue, he's doing like this refined, shitty pop song. And it's him singing it. And he doesn't have a shirt on. He's all oiled up. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I and you, and I, think, no, I, I think, think about it. You're like, wait a minute. I bet there was some like bullshit cross promotion where this guy was trying to get like a pop career going. And he's like, well, hey, I'm in the movie. Why don't I just sing one of my songs? And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Go for it. And it just completely is out of place and just comes out of nowhere that he's, like, performing, like, this song with, like, a real, you know, like, <laughs> really produced, you know, pop song. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous, and it just totally takes you out of the movie. Other than that, Bachelor Party is a perfect movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Absolutely perfect A-plus movie. I love it. Except for Ahmed, and he doesn't even, or Adrian's Men, he doesn't even have a band name. That's just his name. And he's like, he's wearing. I'm pretty sure he has like sunglasses on. Like he's wearing sunglasses. Well, see, he's wearing like a sport jacket with no shirt on, with with nothing on underneath. So he's got like you know his his party boy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And he's got like a red bandana like Rambo around his head. It's completely awful. Yeah. And uh, like I said, other than that, Bachelor Party is a perfect movie. But I just think like there was somebody they just threw it in as like a last minute bullshit. Nice. All right, my it makes num- me mad. My, my number three, <laughs> my number three is also from something that I I really love and I think it's great, and it's a television show called uh, Lost. <laughs> and in Lost, there's nice. a band called uh, Drive, a fictional band called Drive Shaft, Drive which Shaft. is basically like 
I don't know, some British version of like Snow Patrol or like maybe like Coldplay, Coldplay Oasis or something because the brothers hate each other. Yeah, the brothers hate each other. That's right. I mean, it was I had never bought that. I never bought what's his name as a pop star, and, and it was kind of Charlie. Cool. Yeah, Charlie. I didn't buy him as the pop star for real. It was corny. <laughs> and they, they had the one song that was on the thing. I, oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to sing it because it'll it. be an ear. I just sing. An, uh, why do good girls it, love bad boys? It'll be an earworm or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah. So drive. That's a good one. Charlie yeah, drive shaft. Yeah, Charlie drive shaft from from, from Lost. Lost. That's a really good one, man. Show. I give you props for that one. That was good. All right, my number three is the Lone Rangers from Airheads. Oh gosh, yeah, that's <laughs> been on HBO a lot lately too, man. Yeah, it has, it has. I, I actually, I think that's what made me think about. it. I think it was like I might have noticed it was on HBO at one point, but I can't stand to watch it. It's yeah, you know, it's got it's got Chris Farley in it, you know, and it's Brendan got Fraser. Adam's, Brendan Fraser as the lead singer. Steve, Steve Buscemi. Steve that's Buscemi. what's so funny that like Steve Buscemi's obviously like way older, twenty than years the older rest than both Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler at yeah, the time. Yeah, but he's in their band and he's like trying to yucky. Oh man, why'd you get all square? <laughs> like yeah, well, it's kind of funny how like it meets it like this. Like when the movie came out, it was like at this crossroad of music where it was okay. Hair hair metal is going out and grunge is coming in. Mm-hmm. So the filmmakers didn't really know how to, like, okay, so we're going to make them look grunge, but their music is going to be totally hair metal. Yeah, it's like, it, like Ugly Kid Joe pretty much, <laughs> dude. Like, that was where, like, the grunge and the metal, the death of metal and the birth of grunge met right there, you know. <laughs> ugly so Kid Joe. They might as well. I think that was. It should have just been about Ugly think, Kid Joe. I think that's the biopic of yeah. Ugly Kid Joe Airheads. And, and their name sucks. I yeah, mean, what was their name? You're just the Lone Rangers. <laughs> the Lone Rangers, yeah. Yeah. And you know uh, the movie name Airheads is better. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. And I always think like, oh, that was the band name. Yeah, because they. You, you the, figure the premise is they hijack the radio, the radio station, station to play their demo, to play their demo, so they can get on the radio and, and they, can they yeah. get a record deal. And they do it like with a squirt gun or something. They take the guys. They take the radio people hostage. Yeah, and it's what's his name from? Uh, oh man, what's his name from everything? Is like one of the radio. Oh, the DJ. Uh, it's Joe Mantegna. Uh, yeah, but. Um, What's his name from Better Call Saul and Spinal Tap, man? Um, oh, the Dave McKeon? Yeah, Dave McKeon. He's in there, too. He's, like, one of the radio programmers. He's, like, the or, boss or yeah. something, yeah. He's got, like, the ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's then they, like, expose him because he's, like, asshole he's, he's really, like, into – there's, like, a big scene where they, like, find his CD collection. He's, like, really into Michael S- Bolton and Easy jazz. Listening or something. Yeah, K- and they, K- yeah. K- Kenny G Kenny or something. G, like, yeah. So, yeah, Airheads. Yeah, why would we talk, talked a lot about Airheads, man. <laughs> All right, uh, my number two is from the film Mark Wahlberg in Rockstar. Steel, oh, very Steel cool. Dragon. So Wasn't that based on a true story? Yeah, so, yeah, so this is kind of loosely, Steel <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> loosely based on a true story of the um, – the dude name his name is uh, something or another Ripper Ripper Owens was his his name and he he became <laughs> he was like a Ripper tribute band Owens. singer and after Rob Halford left Judas Priest he took over as the singer right. of Judas Priest kind of like a rags to riches story yeah totally rags to riches story but they like so they I don't know they optioned that story and then Judas Priest was like nah fuck you or something so they're <laughs> like okay we're just gonna keep the story. Change the band's name. The band's name Steel Dragon. Or That's whatever. totally like a a, a, me, a name generator for like a hair metal band. Yeah, totally. So I mean, they're no flaming, Steel Panther. Flaming dude. Tiger. Yeah, Steel. It's like adjective animal. Of course, yeah. adjective yeah. creature. You yeah. know, yeah, that's all you um, need. Mad Lib style. Yeah, White Snake, Steel Dragon. Oh, I've um, never seen that movie. Jennifer Aniston's in that. Yeah, movie. it's pretty bad, dude. It's it's like you're not buying Marky Mark as like the hair metal dude. He's like this obvious wig, and it's just like, <laughs> and he's but it, it like. Where he plays like in Boogie Nights, where he plays like that naive, sincere guy. He's like trying to redo that, but it's just like well, doesn't work. He does a better job of trying to start a rock band in Boogie Nights too. Yeah, exactly. I'd you rather, got the touch. Yeah, put that in there. That's like <laughs> you know ten times better than the Steel Dragon. The, the whole that in, little like one like five minute sequence in Boogie yeah. Nights is better than all of. It's kind of like what happened um, with what a generic with title too. Yeah, Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah, it was kind of like the um, uh, what do you call it? Um, ah, just all generic. journey, journey. How the how the Filipino oh, guy took yeah, over yeah. the singing for journey. Singing so for it was kind of yeah. like that. You know, it was that same story, but yeah, it was corny. But as they well. had to change the name. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, that's that's too bad. Ugh. All right, my number two or whatever. Yeah, is uh from a really good movie, uh, the Pinheads from Back to the Future. This huh. was this was Marty McFly's band. That uh, I thought about that. The I, pinheads. I about that Hi, we're too. the pinheads. 
Yeah. And uh, they start doing the opening. So this is how shitty the pinheads are. They can't even finish a song during the audition for the talent show. They don't even get into the talent show to, to, to fail. They, they fail the audition for a talent show, which that's kind of mean. I figure, like, everybody can get into the high school talent show unless you're, like, being a jerk or something. But, you know, it's Huey Lewis who stands up and says, you're just yeah. too darn loud. Yeah, you're just too. Yeah. yeah. You know, which I think they're playing the power of love. Hey, we're the pinheads. We're yeah. the pinheads, you know. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, you know, he goes and he teaches, you know, Chuck Berry rock and roll, you know, back in the 50s. So, you know, if he's such a good guitar. I don't even get it. You know, he's like such a good guitar player, but the pinheads suck. I don't know. So it just, that part just kind of confuses well, me a little bit. This could be controversial. I, I was thinking of putting... One high that would be controversial too, but I'll just hit it on our hit our honorable mentions right. and we're done. I but, mean, uh, nothing against Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future. I even love that joke of you know you're just too darn loud and it it's it's Huey Lewis yeah. telling him that that's great. But I just figure like this just, it's such a weird thing that they get. This is your cousin Marvin. Yeah, yeah. Marvin Ma- Barry. Marvin Barry. <laughs> um, it's just so weird that he, <laughs> he get like he's like Marty's luck is just so bad he doesn't even get into the talent show. He can't even true, finish yeah. his audition. So anyway. Yeah, I want to watch that scene again. I'm feeling. I remember he's just like rocking out all. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's well in the during the audition or during later on when he's playing both. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, like both. <laughs> I mean, it's all foreshadowing. Really. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, they needed that scene in there to show you that he could play guitar. All right, my number one. This is number one with a bullet, man. <laughs> it would be the star of the mega band Arsenal. Stacy Jacks, played by Tom Cruise oh, in Rock movie, of Ages. Another movie I never saw. Damn it. Rock of Ages. Something that I've wanted to see. Oh, but man. Never it, was did. Like, just, it was like him. Rock of Ages and Rockstar. And like. And doesn't he sing too? Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise sings? It's like karaoke horror. It's horrible, man. So, yeah. So, like, <laughs> my number, like, you could pair those two together, man. Rock of Ages, Rock of Ages and Rockstar. And Rockstar. And like, Yuck. Just miscast, like, you know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like. Marky Mark and Tom Cruise have. There's no. There's no no people around them, dude. You know, like <laughs> they not. get in there. Nobody's gonna be like. I think you, you should skip that yeah. role. This isn't a good. You know, like yeah. they got yes people around them, and they could, probably could have used yeah. a little intervention. Rock of Ages was yeah. a popular musical, and yeah. so of course Tom Cruise is gonna be <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Well, it was funny. I saw the the website, The Ringer. Um, they did. They ranked every single Tom Cruise movie from best to worst. Nice. In honor of the mummy coming out or whatever, <laughs> in honor so, of a shitty movie. Yeah, so they're like, they're like, mummy was terrible, but it wasn't as absolute worst. And I think I'm pretty sure Rock of Ages was like the Lower. worst. The was worst. The worst. Yeah, wow. I think it was the worst they put on. Interesting. There. That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's good one of those where I was like, I like, I know it's a car wreck, but I still want to watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, I don't know. Yeah. Here's some like karaoke versions of some rock songs. Yeah. Done by the, famous this, people. The names so funny, dude. Like Stacy Jack. Stacy Jack. And it's like XX. Yeah, yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, I've read that somewhere. It's like S T A C E E double E X X. Yeah. Double E double X. Yeah. Sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. All right. My number one is from a movie that I always get shit for saying I don't like, but whatever. Um, it's the band from Reality Bites. It's Ethan Hawke's band. Hey, that's my bike. Uh, for sure, dude. <laughs> I fucking hate that so much. <laughs> I hate the name of that band. I hate the the song that they do. I hate Ethan Hawke's voice because he starts to sing. It's his. It's him singing too. But man, he can't sing. Oh, man. I love Ethan Hawke as an actor. I think he's great. But ugh, hey, that's my bike. Check oh, it out, man. So it's Reality Bites. Worst, t- worst band names. Angst. Angst ridden character completely um homogenized you know uh cookie cutter 90s yeah gen uh, xer gen xer yeah 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 like i'm super smart but i don't work yeah you know i'm i'm like genius level intelligence but i'm gonna smoke weed and and play not gonna sell out for no one yeah i think i think that's a line from the movie yeah exactly (laughs) So yeah, hey, that's my bike is my number one <laughs> shitty band ever. Hey, that's that's cool. Well, that's that's a good list, man. My other, my only honorable mention was I. I even thought of putting this number one just to be, just to shock everyone. But man, do it. Wild Stallions. <laughs> <laughs> that would shock everyone. I mean, people love them. But 
they never really, you know, it was always just implied that they were great, you know. Of course. They, they never the showed you them being They were great. shitty. They were terrible, you that's know. what he tells me. He's like, don't worry, they, they'll get there they or something better, like that. Yeah. Rufus says that but at they, the end, I think. Yeah, but. He even points that out. But yeah. I agree with you, though, because no way would they, in the sequel, that no way would they lose in a talent show to Primus. Because <laughs> Primus is in the talent show, and you're like, holy shit, yeah. that's awesome. And then, wait, whilst that loses to their yeah. shitty song? Because I think that she actually shows them playing in, yeah. in the sequel. Yeah. And they lose it's to Primus. Pretty forgettable, Bullshit. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, name a name a Wild Stallion song. Yeah, exactly, Good luck. exactly. So, <laughs> party or rock sorry, on. I know that's a, an unpopular nerd opinion, but hey, it is. I think it really is. But I I totally agree with you because that that part. I mean, Bill and Ted. That the part of the sequel great. is always, always bothered me. You know. Yeah, but I mean, prove it, really, Wild Stallion. Come on. Yeah, Primus does Tommy the Cat. Oh well, shit. That's yeah. a good song. It that's is one of their better ones. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. All fact, right. Yeah. So, anyways, that brings us to this show to an end. So we're, we're talking all about music and movies, pretty much. So, pretty much the essence of our podcast. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Send us an email of any thoughts, suggestions, criticism for ripping on Wild Stallions <laughs> uh, to high five download podcast at gmail dot com. We're available on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud as well. And we also have a Facebook page, so like us on Facebook. And Twitter as well. Twitter as At well. High number 5 dl High number 5 dl On Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Cool. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll, we'll catch up to you next time. Later.